the DH. I really like Brett Laurie, and I bet I could watch you strike out A-Rod all day. But when you're done doing whatever, when you're through playing whoever, you know that the Nats fans will be right here waiting for you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Wrestling Pitch Face episode 22. I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. Um, as always, please find, check us out on Twitter, Rest in Pitch Face uh, with no G. Please check out our website, restingpitchface.com. We're trying to streamline things. They have links to all of our stuff, including our Zazzle store, where you can buy some really cool Resting Pitch Face, Resting Pitch Face merch so you can sort of like show off your podcast pride. Um, <laughs> yeah, re- yeah, rep us, please. Yeah, rep us. Um, and there's a way to contact us there. If you'd rather go sort of old school, you can just email us directly at restingpitchface at gmail.com. And, you know, it, however you listen, if, if, if this is how you listen to us, please subscribe to us on iTunes. If you have a couple minutes, maybe give us a rating, a review. That sort of stuff really does sort of does help us out. Now that that's out of the way, <laughs> uh, we've got later in our program, we have a very special guest, guests uh, for you. And I think it's going to be, it's a pretty exciting thing who, who we've got coming on later, but I'm not going to, I don't want to give it away until they're, until they're actually here. Um, in the meantime, we've got a lot to talk about. So much has happened. Yeah, I was going to say everything keeps happening like, <laughs> all at once. It's, it's like the horse, like this is, who, who remembers horse eBooks? Yes. Um, yeah, everything, everything happens, happens so much. much. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's, there have been some good stuff. It's been largely not good stuff, I think, in the last two weeks. Um, but we do want to talk about some of the good stuff first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Laura, you want to start us off? Because you've got, you've got our one non-Nats player we love this week. Well, not officially. Um, so yeah. Denard's fan let off the Giants game last night with an inside the park home run. If you have not watched the clip, I highly recommend it. He is going seriously fast. Um, you know, the Giants ballpark has those triples alley areas that they call that. And so it's a little bit easier to get a ball sort of rattling around in there. But it's still very, very impressive to watch. He was booking it around the bases. And I just kept thinking as I was watching him about his comments about old man strength. <laughs> and I think I think we've got some old man speed still going on there. I miss him so much and we have good center fielders i mean i think I, what this year has proved is we are we have center field depth yes. but i still miss <laughs> it's a him. bounty yeah like we have a, a basket of center fielders like a <laughs> like a cornucopia of ups yeah and yet i i miss him a lot and sometimes when i'm not looking too carefully at brian goodwin's beard he looks a little denard spanny around around the beard um, and I'm just like, oh. And the stance. The stance yeah. throws me off because he, he's got a very similar batting stance. They, he does. Um, yeah. And yeah, they, they, anyway, but yeah, if I'm not looking carefully, um, particularly in the series against the Giants, I'm like, oh, he's back. No, no. <laughs> well, you know, I miss getting to see him during the series against the Giants because I went to the game that got rained out and canceled, Aww. not the game where the bad stuff happened. But he was out in center field, like yelling at all the familiar faces. That he, <laughs> and I was just like, of course he is. Of course he's doing that because he's so great so i'm happy for him for uh, an inside the park uh home run and 
if anybody can do it, he's got the, he's got the wheels for it. You know, mm-hmm. he does. But speaking of good yeah. center fielders, <laughs> Mikey, Mikey A. Center fielders, yes. Yeah. The human my boy is reel. back. My sweet baby deer is back <laughs> in center field, and it's like we've had a lot of stuff, and getting him back was just like yeah. It's like the clouds parted and the sun shone down, and there might have been a rainbow or two, like. It was like okay, Michael did you get Michael A. Taylor back or Rainbow Bright? Michael A. Taylor. We got Are Michael A. Sure? Taylor back, but it made me feel like Rainbow Bright. <laughs> I don't... Rainbow Bright? <laughs> Laura, um, do you remember Rainbow Bright at all? Oh, of course. Is that a pony? It was what? A, it was a doll. I don't know what you're talking about. There. You don't remember, no? Oh, God, I'm old. No. Okay, I'm going to get over it. I'm going to get over it. Can we just get the prerequisite you guys are old out of our system now and not go through this for the rest of the episode? Look, Rainbow Bright was awesome, and you should look it up after. I, I will keep that in mind. I okay. assumed that this was a My Little Pony that we were talking about. In fairness, there are a lot of My Little Ponies that I think have Rainbow and or Bright somewhere in their name, or at least the old ones. So, But no, he he's back and he's being like Superman out there in the outfield with all mm. these catches that he's making. It just feels so good. It feels so Yeah. Good. He robbed somebody on the angels. Oh, just like, uh, it was, got it. It was beautiful. He robbed somebody on the Padres as well. Solarte, who's on my fantasy team. He's so. been robbing everybody. He's just been an outfield thief. Yeah. Although I will say, um, Stevenson, who I keep forgetting exists has had some pretty spectacular catches out there as well. And it seems to be that every time I forget about him, he does something excellent. So I'm just doing my best to keep forgetting about him. (laughs) I was just like, he can stay now. Maybe I will remember his name. And actually, it's working. I am remembering his name. I do think he looks like this year's model of Tyler Moore. I think I said that already, but it's still Mm -hmm. true. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe. I mean, I can't imagine once everybody's back, he's going to be sticking around. But, you know, if he's in AAA for us or double I, like, again, like, I'm glad I'm this year is proving we need a, like, deep depth <laughs> chart. We yeah, need 75 outfielders. I mean, yeah. his, his defense is there. He seems uh, to be a decent hitter. And he's not bad of space. So, you know, checking all the boxes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the issue with he makes these spectacular catches, but, like, Denard Span never really looked like he was trying because he was just so clean in his roots and Stevenson looks like he's panicking. I think it, uh, what was it? He is a little flaily and it's true. The the more spectacular your catch looks, the more out of position you were when you started. Yeah. Well, yeah. To a degree. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it was last year. Somebody said about uh, Puig and Cespedes, like God help us all. If they ever actually learn how to play the outfield, Mm -hmm. all those spectacular catches are going to go away. Um, Which Valid, valid, but uh, what is his natural position actually outfield? I don't know. I think it's just like, hey, kid, can you do that? Sure, sure. Yeah, whatever. I'm just happy to be here. I think his natural position at this point is golden retriever. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's nice to have somebody stepping into golden retriever. Yeah, Um, and it's not dissimilar to outfield. No, no. Get the ball. Get the ball. (laughs) Yeah, I think if we fake through he would he would fall for it. He seems I don't know anything about him other than he was born in 1994 and that makes me want to lie down on the floor and cry. <laughs> but like yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
And he's from the same town my husband is from originally. Interesting. You know, 12 years later. <laughs> I was going to say, they, they, they probably didn't overlap. No, they <laughs> did not. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what his natural position is other than, okay, for, for money, I will play whatever put, position put, you would like. Put me in, coach. His natural I mean, position is put yeah, me in, Yeah, and to coach. be honest, I've always been skeptical of the concept of natural position. Were you born there? Like, <laughs> what does this really mean? Then, then that old ad of Buster Posey being the, the uh, catcher for the pregnant woman really would make a, that would be a very different ad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, looks like it's going to be a middle-leaning reliever. <laughs> throw left-handed, guys. Otherwise, you'll regret it. <laughs> um, maybe that should be my chosen gender, middle-leaning reliever. <laughs> I'm for it. Yeah, there are two genders, left-handed pitcher and right-handed pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, no, and so, so seriously, you know, plenty of guys play multiple positions in high school and even in college, and maybe one of them is the one that they're most comfortable with, but I've always been pretty skeptical of this whole natural position thing, and to be fair, I never played seriously, but still, you know. Well, look at these my, infielders who play all over the place. Uh, my... my <laughs> My understanding of it, and I, I could be, you know, wildly off the mark, as obviously I didn't play baseball. Um, it's 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 some parts that where you're comfortable, and also, you know, as you get older through the system, they stop letting you play as many positions. They've picked the one that you're best at, the, which is the one you're more comfortable at, the one you have the more the better instincts for, and then they focus your training on that, so that by the time you're say in like in in like single A ball you know, the a shortstop is going to have different instincts through training and comfort comfort level than a right fielder. But doesn't that make it the opposite of a natural position? Doesn't that make it a nurtured position? It's it's kind of both because they, they find out where you're gravitating towards naturally and then they focus the attention there. Yeah, and I think, like, there's also the fact of, like, if you're a pylon who was born to be a first baseman, though there are, <laughs> I think there are no born first baseman, there's, there's just Adam Dunn and a bunch of catchers <laughs> whose hamstrings have strung. Um, well, there are a couple guys who are actually good yeah, at it. Good but, at it. But like, yeah. okay, if you're born, if you're Bryce Harper and you're good in right field because you played catcher and you have a cannon for an arm, they can never make you a shortstop. Like, there is a specific body type for being a shortstop. It tends to be... Top made out of rubber, bottom made out of spring. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking of how much he would overthrow first base all yeah, the time. All the he would time. be throwing it into the third row of the stand. <laughs> but that's habit. When he was a catcher, I assume he could throw to the mound without overthrowing it. Yeah. Um, but just like, I think there is a certain point where you're like, body type in, in terms of, of certain things does dictate where they're going to put you. Um, most. Sometimes. Well, so for instance, like handedness on infielders is actually really important. Yeah. You're that's why you see a majority left-handed first base baseman. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you there is a certain point where it's like w your natural position is if you if you throw left-handed, you're more likely to be put at first base than you are at third even all other things being equal. Um, or just like, yeah, like the shortstop, it's, it's a cliche that have to be the, the most athletic person on the field. Cause they're the uh, ones that have to cover everything and be able to basically field from anywhere. Yeah. Um, um, and you know, versus catcher has to be theoretically the smartest person on the field. Right. Um, and so like, I think and, that there's, there's a point where it's like, yeah, if, 
if you're not top made out of rubber, bottom made out of spring, you're not going to be a shortstop. I, I agree that there's definitely trends and there's certain limitations. I do think the whole concept of natural position as if there can be only one no matter what, What's that is Highlander? what seems odd to me. <laughs> um, I, as a corollary to this conversation, I don't know if you guys heard this because I don't know how much attention you're playing to the Blue Jays, um, but today in the Blue Jays game that is about to be happening, or maybe already started, um, Jose Bautista is playing third, and Josh Donaldson is at shortstop. Huh. Interesting. So in an interesting thought experiment about the concept of the natural position, I'm very, very curious to see how today's Blue Jays infield does. Well, they wouldn't do it if they didn't think it would. Like, this isn't this isn't the type of thing where you're just like, eh, let's throw everybody anywhere just for, like, shits and giggles, you know? They, they would have made sure that they could play those positions at least a moderate amount. Right, think. but there's, you can play, and then there's, you're doing a very good job. True. I True. feel like for Players Weekend, they should have a game that doesn't count where everyone plays the position they played in Little League. Or, I agree. Or they all draw agree. out of a hat and pick whatever position, like, and whatever they draw is what they play. Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like they, they need to have more exhibition silliness. Yeah. That's a, there's for the All-Star Game. <laughs> <laughs> An All-Star Game corollary where they all play the wrong positions. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, in, so utility infielders or utility men, they would be like, they would be the best position for that. They would be yeah. the real all-stars in that. Game. Yeah. Everybody yeah. else would be like, which way is the base? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I, you know, speak well because of players' weekend nicknames. I had that on the list of stuff. Oh to talk yes, about. yeah. Um, I'm proud of our team that everyone picked a nickname. I am too. Although some of them are pretty bad. bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. uh, they could have used a little more imagination. I think the the best props go to Kyle Seeger for just yeah. putting Corey's brother on the back of his jersey. <laughs> and then and his brother shifting him. Not even, wouldn't he just put Corey on the back of the jersey and then it would be Corey and Corey's brother and it would yeah. be funny? Yeah. He just put Seeger because he's very boring. Because he's Corey freaking Seeger. <laughs> oh my God. Chocolate covered, no fun. Um, <laughs> Who was it that put player to be named later? Oh, I saw that. Oh God. <laughs> That's that's also pretty amazing. I cannot remember. Um, I, on the A's. I just Googled it. Hang on. It's the A's. Oh, well, somebody named Andrew Trigg put trigonometry on the okay. A's. Okay. Also on the A's. I hadn't seen that yet. Oh, here it is. Josh Fegley put PTBNL. <laughs> that's so, that's, you that's know one what? of the best ones, honestly. Um, I do actually have a question for you two Spanish speakers because my Google Translate skills only get me so far. Um, so, Defo is El Lindo. Yes. And I Googled Lindo, and it means cute. But yeah. I'm curious, yes. with the L, does it mean the cute one, or does it mean, like, cutie? I think it's, like, the cute one. Yeah. yeah. Like, the cute doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So, I assumed it was, like, the cute one, but this is, like, a syntax thing that Google Translate's not going to help me with. Yeah, it's so. basically the cute one. Okay. Yeah. Um, though, I feel like Adam Lind really missed out on just having El Lindo on the back of his jersey. <laughs> <laughs> God, you know, I, oh, they no. need to lean into the bromance. <laughs> like, that is not two people I would have picked out of a hat for being, like, BFFFFs. <laughs> um, but, like, Adam Lind, your name is Lind. Why is your, your player's name jersey not? <laughs> weekend jersey not El Lindo, too. And then you guys could be, like, matching. Did you hear that apparently he had to go through, like, three different nicknames? Because apparently a bunch of the ones he wanted to use were trademarked? 
Like what? I heard a lot of that actually. I can't remember, but he was like going through all the ones that he had in like Little League and like his first two options were literally trademarked. Well, and so he couldn't put them on a jersey. Like a lot of things are trademarked. I think yeah. like Bryce couldn't have been Bam Bam. Probably not. Because it's trademarked by like the Flintstones. I have no um, idea if it's trademarked by the Flintstones. I'm sure it is though. I think Bryce should have just been the hair at this point. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like the one with the hair. Let's be it's truthful. Like, yeah, like who's the one on your team? He's got the hair. It's Bryce Harper. But, like with the hair. Yeah, we we know we know. Yeah. Like the one who's a pretty pony. He could have gone back. He could have put the Little Mermaid if he wanted to be a little <laughs> more subtle about it. Yeah, I feel like that might be trademarked. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what about Ariel? Ariel's not trademarked, I'm sure. That's just a person's name. Did you guys see some guy on the Brewers has Bat Boy? <laughs> no. Uh, Zach Davies, a pitcher for the Brewers, has Bat Boy. <laughs> David Price, who has a dog named Astro. Did you see his? It's no. Astro's dad. Oh, oh. that's kind of cute. It's just really cute. And his dog is also really cute. <laughs> yeah, also, no, now he owns it. good. Yeah. Like, some of them are just like... Why Why would you pick that as your nickname? That is clearly not your nickname. Right. Or they're like straws who put straws in a stunning display of imagination. <laughs> Look, that is exactly <laughs> what we thought Steven Strasberg would put. <laughs> Steven Strasberg's <laughs> nickname is Strauss. <laughs> it, like, that's it. That's the beginning and end of it. He's not super interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and then there's also some that are not surprising, but... Like, Joey Bats is Joey Bats. But at the same yeah. time, how freaking happy do you think he is to finally have a jersey that he can play in that says Joey Bats on it? Yeah. Like, that's got to be really fun for him. If Ichiro didn't have Ichiro on his jersey. What? Like, that's not his nickname. Well, to be fair, it's not his nickname. It's his first name. I know, but everyone just calls him Ichiro. Yeah. So, like, his his jersey says Suzuki on it. Well, see, that's then you're flipping it, right? It's his last name, but his his jersey now says no. Like his his normal jersey says Suzuki on it, <gasps> doesn't it? Yeah. No, his normal yeah. jersey says Ichiro. It does. Yeah, it does. It has forever, or maybe not forever, but like for a really long time. It's he's like the only guy. Yeah. Have I just never noticed that? It's possible. I mean, there are a lot of other things that are more interesting to look at. Oh with, yeah, it uh, does. Ichiro then. You know his the name on the back of his jersey. So that is yeah. He's I guess the only one who gets away with that. Yeah, because he's he's Ichiro Suzuki. He can do whatever he wants to. Um. So yeah. Okay, that makes me feel better about Ichi. Yes, yeah. as his nickname. Yeah. Um. But Wait, yeah. Doesn't that mean one in Japanese? Uh yes, but I don't know if it's spelled that way. I've never taken a Japanese language class in my life. They don't so. spell things with our alphabet. Well, they. They can. There, I mean, they they. There's other ways to spell things. Like there's yeah, a, there's a whole no, language I, of how to spell things. I was just trying <laughs> to give you crap. Um, That's all. I, yeah, I'm try, I'm looking at at ours. Like ours are are fine. Um, Anthony Rendon's is Ant, which I'm like, what? That's apparently what? been his nickname from the other players for ages. Okay, it's Tony Two Bags. <laughs> <laughs> like. We're all agreed, or Trey's favorite player. He had I wish you would have done that. Yeah. Like he, he had two options, and he picked neither of them. I think the only reason they probably didn't do Trey's favorite player or for Trey and uh, Tony's favorite player is um, 
that's just too many letters. Like that's past Saltalamachia territory. I was about to say, if you can fit Saltalamachia. Um, I think Trey's favorite player is more letters than Saltalamachia, but I haven't actually like counted. So who's the the relief pitcher who actually has a longer name than Saltalamachia? It's like Wojcinski. I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like I should, though. Um, he was on the, the O's for a while. I think he's in the AL. But it's, I'm just like, that's so many letters. <laughs> I, can't, I can't count letters out loud and keep track of this and also spell yeah, salt well, we at the same time. We can put that in our show notes or something unless somebody spontaneously like remembers it later yeah. on. Three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> um, yeah, no. has 14 letters. <laughs> yeah, no. This one, I think, is longer than Saltalamachia. I'm just like, this is... This is real long as a name. So, yeah. like, Tony Tubags, I feel like... Tony yeah, Tubags has, fewer, has fewer letters. Or Trey's, fa- Trey's fave player would have been fine, too. Yeah, that's yeah. True. That's Trey's a favorite name. player has 19, but Trey's fave player would have clocked in at about the same as Alphamadia. Yeah, okay. yeah so, so we, we could have made it work. Um, but the rest of them, I guess it's it's normal nickname stuff. Howie Kendrick... Actually, Howie Kendrick has Kendrick on his... Does he? Re- oh, shame. that's disappointing. Shame. shame. I like him, but like shame. Yeah. Use a little. Use a little imagination there. Come on, guy. We'll <laughs> say that that's the residual Phillies-ness. Yeah. I mean, they uh, could have gone with Meowie Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Can we talk about your cat? Laura? We can always talk about my cat. Yeah. Um. You got a new cat. Yeah. So we just got a kitten. Um. My roommates and I. And. The kitten is currently, technically speaking, still a player to be named later, because my roommate who did the official adopting is still debating. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, the player to be named later is Cat Weeders, because <laughs> when I posted a picture of the kitten and asked Nat's Twitter what the new Nat's Rally pet should be named, the official Nat's Twitter deigned to suggest Cat Weeders with two T's. So... I now have a kitten named Cat Weeders, and as my roommate pointed out, it's going to have to be Kathy Weeders on his driver's license. So Kathy Weeders now lives in my house. <laughs> You're going to let the cat drive? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have some trouble reaching the pedals. If I can do it, he can do it. He's very cute. He's all black. Um, and we also have a big fluffy white cat whose name is Nala which makes this the second cat named Nala I've lived with in three years. Is that like a, a, a special name or like a reference to something that I just am unaware of? The Lion, Lion King. How else will oh, you hold your pet up uh, and say, one day all of this will be yours, but you're a girl. I'm a I smart did that person. With, I, yeah, <laughs> I did that with baby cat weeders. I held him up to the window and started telling him that all of it was going to be his. Uh, <laughs> Juniper already knew that. Um <laughs> We brought her home under strict instructions from the from the Humane Society to like gently introduce her to a new space, and this could be like traumatic because she's a rescue cat and blah blah blah. So we let her out of like a little cat carrier to like go explore the house, and she literally just goes into every room, looks around for five minutes, you know, pokes, smells, etc., and then gets up on the foot of the bed, curls up, and goes to sleep. <laughs> like one day this is already mine. Vicious. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the cat attitude for most things, for most yeah. cats. So cat weeders really, really likes crawling into pillowcases. Do you pick the pillowcases up and then carry him around? Because I highly recommend doing that. Yes, and then you see him, like, moving around under there, and <laughs> it's the funniest thing ever, and I don't know why it's the funniest thing ever, but it is. And he's tiny, and it's really cute. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd like to thank Matt Weeders 
for <laughs> providing his name <laughs> for my cat. Um, we're all very, very excited. And I'm getting him a jersey the next time I'm in DC. <gasps> so oh. there will be there will be kitty jersey pictures of that's so cute. I wonder, can you do custom cat jerseys? Can I get uh, leaders? No. For money, I think you can have whatever you want. Like I mean, you have some baby jersey, right? That cat would have to get pretty big to wear a baby jersey. I mean, I have one of the cat, one of the, actually, okay, technically small dog jerseys because they don't make cat jerseys. Which is um, really too bad, and Matt Wieters would disapprove. Yeah, um, there's not a whole lot of room on the back to fit much, um, but maybe if you took it to the store and were like, can you put a C on there or a W, they might be able to manage it. I don't know. I could probably do it myself if it came to it. That's probably the easier option. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to decide, I can't remember if it actually says nationals across the back, in which case then there would be no room, but um, actually I think it does say nationals across the back, whatever. I'm there's sure multiple. there's a number somewhere, and with a sewing kit and a little creativity, yeah. you can make anything happen. Yes, mm -hmm. I completely agree. Including um, including a cat weeder's jersey. Yes. Yeah, look out, I'll, I'm going to work on this for Halloween. There's no good way to get from there. We As as we frequently do, we went far afield. Um, do well... We the Is next social media? Not for our brand, but from like what we were ever whatever. I'm trying to think of how to get us back to our like actual like outlines and stuff. Um eh, I mean, we have yeah. players and players we love. Um Denard Span, Mikey A is back. Yeah. Um and a more, I guess, serious front. So my player yeah. player that I liked this week was um on social media, Sean Doolittle, um, who is a UVA alum, um, went on a fairly long, um, like just, I would say, essay-ish on Twitter, um, so multi-part tweet, tweet thread um, about what happened in Charlottesville. Um, it was nice to see from a Nationals player. Um, I, I will say, you know, this is one of those things where it's not a high bar to clear, and yet people limbo under it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, it was nice to to see that from from somebody who has connections to UVA and to and to the Charlottesville area that he was just unequivocal about what happened there, about police brutality, about white supremacy, about racism, and just very straightforward about all of those. Mm -hmm. um, and I was a little disappointed that Zim, who's also a UVA alum, basically did a slightly mealy-mouth racism as bad. When he was interviewed, yes. just to make it more yeah. specific, he doesn't have social media of his own. And so um, he was interviewed for the post and basically asked, what do you think? And did not have anything particularly decisive to say. And I understand that they try to stay out of politics, a lot of these guys. But I do think, in general, white supremacy is bad is not a terribly controversial statement to make. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, no, no. We're we're all there. We're all like yeah. again. This is you set the bar low enough, and people trip over it. Yeah. He gave what I would say as a like typical. We we joke about baseball player interview answers. That's what he gave mm -hmm. to a non-baseball related question, and so it was just it was just very disappointing. Like there, are, there's a time and place to like go from the PR playbook, and that wasn't the time, I think. Well, yeah. again, I do think the PR playbook should include. We think racism is bad. 
that's a fair point. <laughs> and if it doesn't, maybe we need to rewrite the PR playbook. I'm not asking you to be radical. I'm not asking you to say anything overtly political about candidates or figures or, you know, individual people or policies. But Major League Baseball's official position is pretty much racism is bad, regardless of what they actually do in the abstract. If you mm -hmm. ask them what their official position is on racism, they will say that's bad. Well, and I also think, like, I don't want to be overly praising of, of Sean Doolittle now because there are a lot of players who've been a lot more outspoken for a lot longer about some of these sort of things. But I also don't think the onus should be on non-white players to do that, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, of course. And so, like, you know, who's been saying this all along? Like, if we, you know, we've talked a lot about how much we all really like Adam Jones. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's one of those things. At, but at the same time, like, on the one hand, I'm not going to overly praise Sean Doolittle for being a, a decent human being. On the other hand, it, it needs to not fall to non-white players to carry the burden mm -hmm. of saying, like, hey, yeah, racism, still a thing, still a problem, still massively bad. And especially in a place like Baltimore, that's that's seen a lot of, um, you know, police police violence with Freddie Gray mm -hmm. and, and the subsequent playing to an empty stadium. Um I was happy to see that uh, Tampa Bay Rays and Tampa Bay Lightning. And um, the Bucks too, I believe. Okay. I think it's like the three main. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a statement about taking down one of the Confederate statues. Yeah. Um, and more than just a statement, they're contributing money to pay for it. Mm -hmm. take it down. Yeah. Um, a substantial amount. And um, this has been bouncing around in Massachusetts for a while, actually, but it seems to have gained more momentum and attention this week renaming Yaki Way. Um, so renaming Yaki Way has been floating around for a while. Basically, um, as the owner of the Red Sox, he was one of the, probably one of many, because Boston, for all of its liberalism, has a notoriously racist past and present. Um, but Yaki was one of the major players, so to speak, that prevented the Red Sox from integrating for something like 12 years after Jackie Robinson first broke the color barrier. Um, and Yaki actually specifically declined the opportunity to sign a number of individuals, including, I believe, Jackie Robinson. And so the fact that the street by Fenway is named after him, the train station there is named after him. Um, there are also a number of buildings in Boston named after him primarily because he gave them money, but that's a little bit different, whereas Yaki Way being named after him and the train station being named after him is really because they're honoring him. Yeah. And so the city has been quietly going about chalks to rename the train station for some time. And then this week, I, I might just have been the first, this might have been the first time I heard the Red Sox organization say something about it. But um, the owner of the Red Sox, I believe, specifically said, yes, we're talking about renaming the street because we don't want to honor what is a legacy of many, many good things, but also a lot of racism. That's good. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, good for the Red Sox and their notoriously racist history for finally maybe doing something to address it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say, they're, they're finally going to rename Jefferson Davis Highway, it looks like, in Northern Virginia. And of course, yeah, yeah and uh, the good. suggestions thus far have been highway make highway face. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I'm good with it because <laughs> one of them was not think. a traitor and a racist. Like... Yeah, like I, cool. Highway so McHighway phase. Sure. What if we threw in highway naming rights as part of Bryce's package to stay in DC? You want to 
call it Bryce Harper Highway. No, hashtag crushed it highway. I want to call it whatever Bryce Harper wants to call it. So hashtag crushed it. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Or, you know, Kayla Harper Highway. Can you name name a highway a picture, an Instagram picture of your own shoes? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, an Instagram picture of Bryce Harper's gold shoes highway is still preferable to Jefferson Davis Highway. (laughs) And if anybody can name a highway after a picture of his shoes, it is Bryce. Like, I would be fine with player-to-be-named highway intersecting with, with Corey's brother, Highway. Like, <laughs> I'm good with all of it. Um, highway to be named later. I like that. Um, yeah. yeah, highway to be named later would be absolutely fine. Like, <laughs> sure. Um, glad this is a soft cap sport, Highway. <laughs> <laughs> What's a salary cap, Highway. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they are looking at renaming it and people are already suggesting silly things, which is fine because you know what? Mm-hmm. It's better than the current name, which is like Stonewall. There's like, I've been on the corner of Stonewall Jackson and Stonewall Jackson in Virginia. Oh boy. Oh. Yeah, I was oh. like, how, first of all, get more road names because Lee Highway crosses itself multiple times. <laughs> Second of all, why am I at the corner of Stonewall Jackson and Stonewall Jackson? Not even like Stonewall Jackson's arm and Stonewall Jackson, which would <laughs> at least show some some sense of history. I had a friend who grew up in like the Upper West Side of Manhattan, and the first time he ever went to the village, he walked in a straight line and he crossed Bleecker Street twice, and it scared him so much he did not go back to Lower Manhattan for several years. What? It's a grid on a triangle. You sometimes have to cross yourself. <laughs> Upper Manhattan doesn't do that. Did, did he think he like went into the Twilight Zone and that's why he was scared? Like, I'm I think so. Himself walk past. I, mean, he, I think he was like 14, if that helps. No, that doesn't help. Like, you shouldn't understand how streets work at 14. Yeah. I don't know. He he was he was very disoriented, and I also would be disoriented at being at the corner of Stonewall and Stonewall. So I think I can understand that. I was disoriented. It was in Manassas. I was unhappy. We left. <laughs> the beer you fest is near the gun so you left not well, you unhappy that you left no and we left the beer festival was really near the shooting range because virginia mm-hmm. hey by the way do we have nats Oktoberfest this year i haven't seen anything which by which i mean i haven't seen any t- traumatizing pictures of blake trinan in um lederhosen <laughs> oh god we've got rid of that actually sean doolittle would probably be able to rock some lederhosen <laughs> So I like, asked because I now own a dirndl and I'm dying to wear it to something Oktoberfest themed. If I hear something, I will let you know. They they're always announced stuff like later, you know. Um, so it's entirely possible that we'll get another Oktoberfest. I genuinely don't remember. I haven't seen anything about it, but that doesn't yeah. mean that they're not still going to announce it. Yeah. I think there is, I believe, at least one more giveaway day of some item that is for 21 and older, which usually means it's going to be like a beer stein or something. And that would match an Oktoberfest situation. Mm -hmm. But I don't remember what it was or when it was. I got one of the hats once that was 21 or over. Yeah. Can opener or a bottle opener rather on the brim. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it might have been the patriotic tank top. So what makes a patriotic tank top only appropriate for those 21 or over? I assume because it was sponsored by Budweiser. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, beer and patriotism. <laughs> they, re- they literally named the beer America. Did they? Yeah. Did really? you, yeah. Budweiser that changes its name to America. I'm sorry. America, the beer. Oh, God damn it. 
I, okay. Anyway, no, let's right. move, on, move on before we all have to think about drinking Budweiser and then get very sick to our stomachs. But it's on the DL, like every other national. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So we had our little, we had our little happiness and we talked about Michael A. Taylor coming back and how that was a bright spot. But the Michael A. Taylor coming back and now the Steven Strasberg coming back is like, the, is like two out of a list of, I don't know, 10 national right now. Like, even with them coming back, it's like 10 or 12. I will Why? say, I was very impressed by Matt Grace. Grace under pressure. <laughs> I was not expecting to come home. I, I was out at a brewery that closed at 10. And I was like, great, perfect timing. It'll take me 10 minutes to get home. And then the game's at 10, 10, and I can go watch Max. And I turn on the game, and there's no Max. I, you, I was you like, what the hell is this? I was I was really 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 alarmed. I was in some kind of parallel universe <laughs> where Max Scherzer didn't exist. I looked around and checked to make sure the curtains were the same color. Okay, was it like those things? Well, that episode of Sliders where they think they're back in the original universe, but then the Golden Gate Bridge was like painted blue, and the Yankees didn't win the World Series that year. Was it like that? It was a little like that, but the curtains were the same color. Okay. Okay. So and I had the same hairstyle. So as far as, as, we far know, as I know, because that, that was like always how you could tell on Buffy because their hair would all change. My hair was the same <laughs> um, and the curtains were the same and I couldn't go see the Golden Gate Bridge, but I'll check on that. Yeah, I mean, um, there might be something else that you haven't noticed yet, but as, based on all available evidence, you are yeah, still in the Yeah, based same on all available evidence, I'm in the same universe and I just couldn't figure out where Max was. And then I checked Twitter and then I texted you guys and then I had a minor meltdown. Um, <laughs> And also, like, a bunch of people knew that I had left hanging out with them to go watch Max. So then I got these texts from these really sweet friends of mine being like, how's Max? Oh, no. And I had to text them back and tell them he was on a DL and it was <laughs> Well, hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, foot, 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 knocking wood. They put him on 10-day retroactive, and hopefully it will actually be 10-day retroactive, which means only a week out and only two missed starts, including last night. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I saw some people freaking out on Twitter because they put Trey on a 60-day retroactive. Why did they? Because I... Roster Roster spot. Ah, that makes sense. Because I was going to say, like, he's due to come back pretty soon. We found out just before we started recording that he he and Worth are going to be doing rehab starts this week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's taken BP. He's been throwing. Um, So, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's he should be back soon, which I, I guess I'm less worried because like I hope Michael A. Taylor doesn't leave, but I imagine they're gonna put him in left field. Wait, do right you field? mean do you mean next season or no? When Worth comes back, right? Oh, when Worth comes yeah, back, like I don't. What are we gonna okay. do with? I guess Mikey maybe goes to right field no. where Bryce was. No, Mikey stays in center. Jason Worth goes back right. to left. Yeah, I'm thinking Trey is yeah. still a center fielder. I'm yeah, sorry. no, 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 no. And I had a moment. As as I think I went on record multiple I certainly went on record in like private conversations I may have said on the podcast. I will take Michael A. Taylor over as at center field over Trey Turner every single day. So <laughs> um no, the interesting thing comes when next year happens and Adam Eaton is healed and um yes. and and worth I'm I'm sorry, I'm going to jinx it, but I don't think he's coming back next year. So Guys, oh my god, wait a minute. I had a dream. This is just coming back to me. I dreamed Worth had just announced his retirement. Thank God it was a dream. I don't oh want to stop playing. 
Fools was fool. Yeah. Did you, you wake up like, to Bryce Harper pounding on your door like, don't even no. think it. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I would have called you guys immediately if I woke up to Bryce Harper pounding on my door. Bryce Harper's in my bedroom and he's really <laughs> mad. <laughs> no, what do I do? Yeah, no, I, I feed him. It'll be okay. I have a lot of chili in the freezer, but it's vegetarian. But it's still really good. I think he would still crush it. Yeah. Hashtag. hashtag. <laughs> Did uh, you see while we're on the topic of his hashtags that he wife gold his own wife? <laughs> what? That's really wife. cute, actually. And That's tagged it wife goals. That's really cute. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Like, I know he's a dumb golden retriever, and he's like. I don't know, a slightly older golden retriever than Stevenson is, who's, I guess, the, the young big paws on a puppy golden retriever. But, like, that's really cute. I think they're actually really adorable. I thought it was a little bit strange how so many people followed her social media so religiously when they were dating and then engaged and then not. Like, I tried to stay out of that personally. But now that they're married, I've been paying a little bit more attention because I feel less creepy. And I actually think they're adorable. Cool. <laughs> Um, sorry, I, I, I tangented us for a moment, but, um, yeah, but, yeah um, no, I, I, I can't believe I had a moment of thinking Trey was back in center field because I've watched, like, they have, they've had a lot of interviews with him during the rain delays and stuff, mm-hmm. um, to be like, yeah, he did the thing where he jumps and twists and throws, I'm like, yes, he is a shortstop. Yep. And I want to see him back at, at shortstop, even though I do love El Lindo at shortstop. Um, I think he's doing a pretty damn good job, but I want Trey, Trey back, and that looks like it's happening. Yeah. But everybody uh, else, I mean, like, talk about parallel universes. Are, did our team stop being a baseball team and just start being, like, a mash unit? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, everybody. Brian Goodwin went down with a sore groin. <laughs> Which someone said to me, I love, I think that's so much, I think it's so funny, groin contusion, or you sore groin. Left groin strain. Groin strain, and I'm like, it's not funny, it's Brian Goodwin. Yeah. at him, he's hurting. (laughs) It's it's still funny. Yeah, I mean, it's left (laughs) neck inflammation is Max, left groin groin strain is Brian Goodman, Um, Ryan Madsen's thought he got a blister but straight sprained, sprained his, his finger but i think that was like, his right hand yeah right on his right hand and his bryce, joe ross's right arm presumably sorry yeah bryce well it's left knee any romero is left forearm so left seems to be the problem here. yeah ryan rayburn exists and heard his left uh trap so. so I will say ryan rayburn's existence as an app was almost entirely while i was away yeah so speaking of parallel universes, it was like he went on the DL immediately when I got back. So I still don't think I've ever watched him play. He was actually a prank we were playing on you. <laughs> there never was any such thing. There, we never, there was never a Ryan Rayburn. You got um, the social media people in on it. Yeah. The yep. whole Nats. We got elaborate, Ryan Rayburn is an elaborate hoax. <laughs> they've, all been, they've all been trolling me this whole time. Um... <laughs> Well, I put this on Twitter, but did anyone find it weird that Trey Turner went down with a with a um, wrist break right when the Spider-Man movie was premiering, and he might have had some obligations? <gasps> oh, may have cracked it. Yeah. Um, cracked it. I was like, what happens when you Google Trey Turner looks like Tom Holland? And the answer is there's a Reddit thread. So me and Reddit user Big Cheeks 2 are really together on this issue. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one thing, though, I don't think Trey ever looks like he's holding a frog in his mouth. A little. Maybe oh, he's mouth. Frog in his mouth? 
Oh yeah, no. If you if you the kid who plays Spider Man looks like he has a frog in his mouth whenever he holds his mouth closed. It looks like he's holding a small frog in his mouth. <laughs> I don't a, know why it's a frog, but it's better when it's a it's about yeah. I Google mean, it. If you see Trey chewing gum a lot, that's what he'll look like. That could be what it is. Is he eating a frog? <laughs> no, I meant Spider-Man is chewing gum, not. I was like, I don't think Trey Turner eats frogs. I hope not. I mean, well, I don't think he could. First, if he's going to eat them. That's can we, like, please. thing that people eat. Please, let's move away from that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank um, you. But yeah, so... Anyway, I think we're we're pretty far afield of this, but yes, yes. he and and Jayworth are starting their rehab assignments. Um, and the good news is, during all of this, we're still fourteen games up. So I have I have this uh, O's fan at my office. I may have mentioned that before. I can't remember. And we normally like we greet each other in the morning, like how are your boys doing? They're doing fine. How are your boys doing? That kind of thing. And now he started every single day with, "I'm so jealous of you," and I'm like. Look at how many people are hurt. Why are you jealous? He's like, you have a 14-game lead. And I was like, but we have five people that are functioning, <laughs> that have so, like body parts. Somebody pointed out on Twitter that we have eight players that have been on the active roster since the beginning of the season oh, God. without any interruptions. Oh, God. I don't even, I don't even want to name them because I feel like if we name them out loud, don't that's, do just, it. that's just getting it. Don't yeah, you dare push them. Yeah. To be fair... Like paternity list, for example. So like, okay. Gio's not one of them because he was on paternity for like two days. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's it was it was alarming. But and and trades, you know, we've had a lot of trades. That's also true. That's so also Nat's true. active is different from active. Yeah. Oh, uh, so. sorry. Speaking of trades that are not on the Nationals but will affect the Nationals and and the fourteen point oh. 14 game. Uh, My future Anderson. husband is a Dodger. I'm sorry. My future husband is now a Dodger. Yeah, How he's many a Dodger. future husbands do you have? Look, she's <laughs> like a marmoset that have polyandry. Yes. I wasn't, commenting on, I wasn't commenting on like having multiple husbands. I just have lost track of how many there are at this point. Um, Lucas They'll have matching know. t-shirts like their kids on a field trip. It'll be fun. Curtis Granderson. <laughs> uh, not that many. Who other okay. than Lucas Giolito and Curtis Granderson? Um, anyway, so Curtis Granison's a Dodger now. Yeah, because the Dodgers needed to get more gross. Honestly, why, why leave something for everyone else? Anything? Because they can throw buckets of money. Although, wait, weren't they actually like operating at a significant loss? Despite everybody talks about their buckets of money, they don't have buckets of money anymore, right? Uh, can we talk about trade. that? Am I hallucinating that? Hmm. Granderson was a trade, not a free agent signing. Right. So yeah. Money but is sometimes factor, those trades but- go with. Mon- some of that money goes to it's like sometimes those trades have like here the Mets have some money. Right. I think it's I think it's less so though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he was traded from the Mets for money. Right. Like, that I'm assuming they absorbed his salary. Yeah, the Dodgers didn't send anyone back as far as I know. It was just it was just cash. Yeah. Yeah. Um because the Mets are, are having a fire sale. Um in, in the same tone as when they had that on Arrested Development. Oh my god, there's a fire sale! Like, <laughs> that's the Mets this season. Um, yeah. Shout out to Flippin' Bats and winning games. Hi guys. <laughs> sorry about your team. Sorry, I mean, but you're also <laughs> Yankees, so like, not that sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, that's gonna be, I, I mean, 
I'm not looking forward to the next time we have to see the Dodgers. I'm going to no. leave that sentence at that exact construction of words. Um, that said, it will just, make playing the Mets a little bit better. <laughs> I just wish that the league would stop making me root against Curtis Granderson. Like, it just doesn't seem fair. So basically, you're, him? you're saying you want the Nats to get him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or at least I want him to be in the AL. So that it's not no longer an issue. Right, because I don't have a vested interest in anybody in the AL. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, if Curtis Granderson, we can't have everybody. Why not? Um, we can but, in September. We can in September. In September, you can have whatever you want, as long as it's a 40-man <laughs> roster. <laughs> um, so that that would be an interesting trick. Um, I don't even know who's on our 40-man right now, since everybody keeps... We're, we're seeing Getting them. knocked into the 60-day right. DL. I mean, if we... I mean, we're seeing them, but there's, like, such fast rotation... <sighs> And like, are we gonna are we but, gonna talk about like the stupidity of Bryce being on the DL right now? Like, <sighs> this is the second time a bad call on rain player no play has destroyed someone's knee for us. Yep, like Wilson Ramos and now Bryce Harper. Well, let's. His knee is his knee is not destroyed. Sorry. <laughs> no, I see I see your point, but I'm like no no jinxing no jinxing. Um, Has damaged someone's knee. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not an ACL, which I mean it looked like when he went down. Oh God, I had flashbacks to when Eaton went down. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't um, wasn't the base? It wasn't a rain situation when Eaton got hurt, but the no. base I believe he said was wet. He yeah. I mean, something. he he planted his foot. Fun. I mean, we were at the game and we saw yeah, it yeah. happen. Like. He planted his foot funny going over first base, and I, I don't remember it being particularly. I mean, maybe the base was wet, but the field wasn't. Maybe I'm thinking of some, he he commented on the situation, but maybe I misread what he said. Um, I mean, but the bases don't even have to be wet to be dangerous. There have been yeah. numerous articles going around about this before this happened too. Yeah. You know, in little league and stuff, they use those breakaway bases, um, where it's kind of like my my concept of it is that it's kind of like how ski bindings release when you fall. That like when there's a certain type of force or a certain angle on them, which just like snaps off the post or something. Yeah, it slides basically. I think so that you won't, so that it's not pushing back against you. Yeah, it has that may or may give. not. I don't know how much that would help the like slippery when wet surface, but it would certainly help things like Adam Eaton catching the bag funny and those. Right, and people sliding into them and breaking their fingers or spraining yeah. their fingers. It would solve the oven mitt problem. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I don't know that it would help in the rain, but who knows? It might. I don't have that great of an understanding mechanism. I mean, wouldn't it be easier to just make them a little like softer on top? Yeah. I would think because they're hard. It's like hard plastic, and they're firm. Yeah, and you know the league has um, a lot of money in these people. I don't know if they've noticed. It seems like they might want to protect them. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you have all these slide rules, which I am personally in favor of, but you can still jump on a base funny and tear multiple ligaments in And I did see some people on Twitter being idiots and being like, oh, Bryce couldn't have been that hurt. It's a bruise. He was screaming, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... Do you know what a bone bruise is? No, they don't. Know? They don't know what it is. I okay. actually don't know what it is either. And I'm not sure that I want to because it sounds awful. Um, go ahead, though. <laughs> um, well, let me get you a clinical definition so I make sure I get it right. Um... But it's it's not like a bruise like like of your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. It's also called a bone contusion. Mm-hmm. 
So basically it means there's damage to the surface of the bone. <gasps> so a fracture, when you talk about a fracture, you're talking about sort of the middle of the bone. Um, so what a bone bruise basically means is you broke a little bit of the outside kind of, oh, really? but it didn't go through. So it's not like a so, fracture. Or so like a chip came off of it or something. Nothing came off of it, but it's, it's oh. like the surface of it is just damaged. Oh, God, that sounds excruciating. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've had a I've chip never... joint fracture before, and that was bad. And, like, that wasn't my knee. So I'm curious which, you know, I'm a nerd about this stuff. I'm curious exactly where on his knee it is. But, um, yeah, and the thing about joints is if you have damage to the area, even if you didn't do anything other than bruise the bone, which is that enough on its own, um, you can end up with fluid buildup in the joint, um, and that can just throw everything off. And so that's why people were talking about, okay, even though it's not damage to the ligament, it's uh, still really, really important that he's really careful with it yeah. because it's the kind of thing that you can make a lot worse if you don't treat it correctly. So basically anybody who's calling him a wuss needs to sit down and shut up. Anybody who's calling him a wuss, I will personally invite over so that I can give them a bone bruise and they can feel what it feels like. They're invited. This is not, you know, I'm not hunting anybody down, but <laughs> they're perfectly welcome. If it's an experience they would like to have, they can come over and I will help them have that experience. I'm trying to imagine a method of actually just inducing a, a only a bone bruise without also managing to, you know, shatter something. You like, hit somebody hard, like but not hard enough. That's, I feel like that's a very fine line. <laughs> Um, I'll have to practice. The first couple might not go perfectly. <laughs> um, but if you insulted Bryce on Twitter, you deserve to be a guinea pig. Fair enough. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what the solution is, obviously, for these these slippery bases. But like, it kind of seems like, I mean, without getting into the much wider conversation of what the hell are we doing about all these goddamn rain delays, because that is a that I feel like is a quagmire that maybe we don't have time for right now. Mm -hmm. um, we certainly need to like. There, there's no reason that the bases should be made of something that could be slippery, since lots of teams, not just people who live in our weird swamp, lots of teams play in sometimes damp or wet conditions. Right. So, there's got to be better base technology out there. Oh yeah. I mean, if if we can invent diamond dry for the dirt, why don't we have something comparable for the bases? It's called a towel. Well, and that's. Like a, a topical, like a topical application seems like it wouldn't work because you literally have to. The first baseman or the first base coach would have to be, like, keeping it in his back pocket and just like cover it, coating the base all the time. If well, the diamond dry. Way. I think diamond dry continues to work, doesn't it? It continually absorbs until it's at saturation. But it's a, but it's on dirt, which I feel like is a very different situation than being on a hard plastic surface. It's only going to be able to absorb so much, and if it's actively raining, even if it's just something mild like a sprinkle, in the time between people getting on that base... I'm not saying we should put diamond dry on the bases, yeah. but a comparable type of solution, you know, if we have such a specific chemical that we actually call it diamond dry, mm -hmm. you'd think we'd have something you know, some kind of hydrophobic repelling, you know, what, what's the stuff they put on like couches? Um, scotch guard? Yes. Scott, you want to scotch guard the bases. All I right. That's the episode the title. Scotch guard the bases. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a um, bad idea. Actually, it's hydrophobic. It repels water. 
But it would then repel the water. It wouldn't get the water off the base. It would just then it the would water run would run down the sides. Yeah. yeah, it's like they put it on roof tiles and stuff like that. Not Scotch card, but like ultra hydrophobic substances. Um, you know, we could. I wonder, but I wonder, would the base have enough of a slope? I feel like just making the top of the base out of a different material would probably like make the base it- itself an absorbent material might be a better solution. Yes, you'd have to replace your bases, but they do that all the damn time. They do that anyway. Yeah. 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 I mean, of course, replace- if it's absorbent, you step on it and it squishes water yeah. out everywhere. <laughs> well, that's still safer. It's kind of gross, but you it's get your first safe. base coach in, the- coach in the splash zone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're like plastic shin guards or something yeah well they they do have now like i think in the cba um it's like you can't have torn bottom of pants like all effort has to be taken to like make sure that the bottom of your pants ain't torn you know it would uh, fix that what shorter pants you know yeah <laughs> <High> socks <laughs> but sorry go ahead you were making a point <laughs> um oh no i was just gonna say like high socks would would fix that as a problem um and so like yeah it's that that's just one of those things where i'm like i'm pretty sure we need to to have multiple things at play because like wet area around base even if the base is dry with longer pants and cleats is probably also not a great idea mm-hmm. True. um or we just should have invested in roof technology like i'm gonna be <laughs> honest and i hate covered stadiums but like you built a stadium next to a river in a swamp but this is, I mean, we get, we can say that very specifically about DC, but this, as I, it is a problem in other stadiums that do not need a covered stadium, but they still will occasionally get some kind of moisture. Well, and there's places like Fenway and Wrigley that get plenty of rain, but there's never going to be a roof over Fenway or Wrigley. Right. Or, you know, someplace that like, maybe, maybe someplace like Colorado, where you're also potentially dealing with things like snow. Mm-hmm. Um, also deal with it Fenway, may I point out. And in Syracuse. That's fair. Um, so we we probably need to pause. Yeah, I think we're we're gonna wind down from this because I feel like we could go in uh, circles for a little bit, and it is just about time to bring on uh, our special guests, who I am delighted to tell you are the DC girls baseball team, DC Force, who are coming on our show after competing in a nationwide competition. So if you give us just a moment, I will get them on. Okay, we are back with some of the girls from the DC Force baseball teams. They got they just went to a national championship and some of them won the out of the whole country won a girls baseball tournament. So we are really really excited to have them here with us today. Um obviously we all love girls baseball and clearly you guys do too. So we want you to introduce yourselves to our listeners go one at a time. I'm Katie and I was on the 13-year team. Uh, I, uh, what position do you play, Katie? <laughs> I play um, second base and pitcher. Um, my name's Elena. They call me Pickle. 13-year <laughs> team. And I play, uh, I play pitcher, third base, and center field. Um, my name's Paloma. Um, I was on the 13-year team. And I played pitcher and first base. I'm Alice. Uh, I play catcher for 11U. Um, I'm Ella. I play for the 11U team. And my nickname is Captain Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> and I play second base in left field. <laughs> you guys officially have some better nicknames than 
the actual DC professional sports teams. So you should be very proud of yourselves. Yeah, those are some pretty great nicknames. <laughs> so I guess, could you guys give us a little background on uh, on the tournament, sort of how how it was structured, you know, like how many teams, how many games did you have to play, um, what it was like being there, that kind of stuff. Well, we played, I think, five or six games, and basically there were age, like there's 11 years, 13 years, 17 um, your division, and you, um, oh gosh, you go, <laughs> okay, so, um, there were four divisions, and there were about four to six teams per division, um, there was an 8U division, there was an 11U division, a 13U division, and a 17U division. And you would have one game per day except for one day where you had a doubleheader. That sounds kind of exciting. I mean, that's got to be tough. Have you, do you guys play doubleheaders during your regular season? Not, us not usually. Me and Elena travel ball, baseball here in DC and so when we play for those teams we have double headers every weekend that may, okay oh wow so you guys are used to it yeah how far do you go when you guys play on travel teams how far do you normally have to travel half an hour it depends what team it varies like for every game but like the home field are like 20 minutes away so um <laughs> what was your favorite thing about this tournament what was like what was your if there was one thing that was the thing, what was it for you guys? Playing was probably the funnest part. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and, seriously? I don't know. Personally, I like playing with girls, but it's just like all girls. I like that. Yes. Okay. What's so, different um, about that for you guys, playing with girls versus playing with boys? What feels different about it? Um... We connect better because we understand each other better, and then boys they just go off and <laughs> instead of being together and actually understanding each other. Do you guys ever play against boys' teams, or is it a only girls' league? Um. Okay. Um. We are gonna play. I think we are. We're gonna play in a tournament over Columbus Day, possibly, and we tried to play last year, which is. The tournament's usually all boys. Mm -hmm. um, and we tried to play last year, but it got rained out. So we play with both, both boys and girls. Like in your normal season? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Play on mixed teams? So you said at this tournament, you know, you got to, there were four divisions and you had, you know, your age groups, your various age groups and a younger age group and an older age group. Did you get to talk to some of those older girls and like see what you sort of your path is good? Like if you guys stick with baseball, then that's what, the path that you're following? Um, well, some of the girls in the 17U division, um, I met at a previous tournament, the Trailblazer tournament hosted by MLB and USA Baseball back in April. Mm -hmm. So my friends were up in the 17U division. So I got to, um, I got to watch them play and have fun with them. And we, and then, um, we all, Got to meet uh, a couple women that played in the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League. And uh, it was cool to be able to meet them and see what baseball did for them. That's awesome. Yeah. And you guys played on the same field as the, the Rockford Peaches, right? Yeah. No, that was just a... <laughs> we, that was um, we played on a... 
Um, no, we played on a complex close to the um, field where the Peaches played. Okay. We you did play for the um, All-Americans did. At Bayer Stadium. At Bayer Stadium. Oh. Okay, so it was this tournament. It just wasn't your guys' divisions. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Either way, that's still pretty cool. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Is that something? Is this something you look forward to going back to in the future? You hope they're going to keep on doing this every year. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you feel like they want that that that's going to happen? Like, was that the sort of general sense is that everybody really wanted to make sure this happens again? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> um. So do you guys think you're going to stick with baseball all the way up into the into the highest age group divisions? Are you guys all planning on staying, or do any of you have other plans for other sports? I, I plan on staying. I plan on staying. Sounded pretty unanimous. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys yeah. like about baseball versus softball, for instance? Well, baseball is, like, more challenging because it's really easy, and it's not as competitive <laughs> as baseball. So... Yeah, that's a that's a good answer. That's yeah. what the true baseball player, you guys. Uh, it's, it's not that softball is easier. It's just like right now, there's not many like all the teams that you can play on for softball. The talent is not as good as it is for baseball. It's not as good comparatively. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, and me and Katie both play softball. Okay. But, a lot easier. They also, it's not as competitive as the baseball that, um, and baseball's more competitive in it. Yeah. And you guys, a lot of you are pitchers, right? So it is pretty different. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Um, but you know how to softball pitch too, or no? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no. Alright, everyone laughed at once, which was funny, but it was a little hard to hear. Could one of you repeat what you just said? None of us can pitch for softball. Okay, okay, so that is a totally, like, different skill. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So can I ask you guys a question? A lot of you guys talked about how you play a whole bunch of different positions. So we were actually just talking about that earlier on the beginning of our podcast, about how we talk about players having natural positions versus playing different positions. Do you guys feel like you have a natural position or do you feel pretty similar in the different positions that you play? Those of you who play several positions. Um, I have a natural position for, for me, which is um, second base because I played it for a long while and it just like feels like home to me, kind of. Okay. Did you start there? Did you start at second when you started playing or... Did you sort of focus in on second as as you played? Um, the second one, I kind of focused in on second because when I started, they would move you around to different positions, and they were more because we were littler and we had to cover more space, and so I kind of getting towards second as I played. Well, I've always played catcher like since I started, so that's kind of my natural position, I guess. And do you call the game, like, you get to tell the pitcher what kind of pitch to throw? Yeah. Okay. I do. Um, there was giggling. What's Is there a story behind that? Well, for one pitch, they always, like, shake it off, so there's no point, really. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it doesn't, yeah, but I do for other pitchers. 
Okay, so you do have one pitcher who's who's like Max Scherzer. He'll t they'll tell you what you they want to pitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, Max is like that too. So maybe that pitcher is also headed for the bigs. Well, I'm a lefty, so I guess um a couple positions that I play come come naturally. Like first base pitcher, those are easy for lefties to play. So I guess it does come naturally in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. And that's actually one of the examples we were talking about with left-handers um, playing first base disproportionately because it makes, you know, catching across a diamond easier. But yeah, left-handed pitching, I mean, that's that's something where, uh, do any of you guys want, I know it's early to think about college, but are you thinking about going to play baseball or softball in college? Yeah, I plan to play in college as long, or just as long as I can. Mm-hmm. Me too. So Sid asked it kind of vaguely. She asked if you wanted to play baseball or softball. Do you guys know which one you'd rather play in college if you have a choice? Baseball. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that, that leads us into one of our other questions, which are, you know, you guys seem pretty dedicated to baseball. Who are your favorite baseball players? Yeah. Um, I like Ryan Zimmerman. Oh, I like um, Clayton Kershaw. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I also uh, like Clayton Kershaw, even when I shouldn't. <laughs> uh, my favorite player is Bryce Harper. <laughs> They're all good choices. I like Daniel Murphy just because the way he approaches baseball. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like Max Scherzer. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, these are these are all pretty good players. Uh, are Are you all Nationals fans? Even the one who likes Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can I ask? I couldn't see who it was that said they like Murphy because of his approach. Could you tell us a little more about that specifically? Or is it something that he? Well, just the way he like takes his time and looking over like every aspect. He could go three for four. And he wouldn't, like, focus anything about his hits. He would just focus on that one out he made, which mm -hmm. is, like, it's really just so his work ethic is really inspiring. Okay, so you, cool. You try to use that in your own approach, That's that, that, that sort of dedication and work ethic, I think you said it best. Yeah. Oh, I have a question. What do you guys think of the designated hitter? <laughs> the designated hitter? Just because I feel like it's kind of like pitchers like miss out. Like Matt Scherzer, like he didn't get to hit as when he was a Tiger, but like he's he's like a good hitter. Like he's a good hitter for pitchers. So I think that it's like that's why I don't like the American League. <laughs> I just think that it seems sort of uneven considering that they have the designated hitter in the American League and they don't they have like the pitcher has to hit in the National League. So if you switch over or not, like you just have to get used to it every time there's an interleague game. Mm -hmm. I think they should pick one or the other, because, like, if you're pitching the American League, American League and you play, like, someone in the National League, then it's, like, really hard for them. It's a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny, though. So if you, if you wanted to, yeah. to even it out, would you say get rid of the designated hitter or make everyone have a designated hitter? If you wanted to even out the imbalance. Rid of the designated hitter. I would actually keep it in case somebody had some sort of injury, um, like where they're not as good fielding-wise, but they could still hit. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I feel like we don't talk about it as much from that end. We talk about it a lot with regards to the pitchers, but we don't talk about it as much 
like David Ortiz, for example, was yeah. the DH towards the end of his career, and he definitely stayed playing longer because of it. Um, so I don't personally like the DH very much, but I think that's a good argument in favor of it. Yeah, yeah I, I would definitely back up David Ortiz. I don't like the Red Sox, but my family does enjoy David Ortiz. <laughs> <laughs> that is the correct um, position, yes. <laughs> Well, on that, for you guys personally, you know, do you prefer hitting or do you prefer fielding? Like, how much do you, which one do you think is more important in the game? Neither one is more important. Uh, both of them need each other. Which one do you like doing more? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. You guys like everything? <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me personally, it's kind of that hitting is easier because um, most most of the times I go up to bat, I bunt, which mm -hmm. basically is um, where my nickname Captain Chaos came from. <laughs> because um, every time I bunt, um, chaos happens. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Um, because most of the times I... <laughs> Most of the times I bunt, um, it's usually in a spot that's hard to get to. Go either to get it to first base or they overthrow first base. So because you're putting down a good bunt and then the other teams don't know what to do with it, you're causing chaos that, in a way that actually helps your team? Yes. yes. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Why do they call you Pickles for the other person who volunteered for this name? Because I just pickled you for 20 bucks. Oh, okay. How did that go? It was before a game, and we were just sort of fooling around, and we had gotten a jar of pickles, like, to eat before the game, mm -hmm. and and somebody dared her to drink the pickle juice, because that's just what we do. Um, yeah, we just pulled the pickles out, and um, if she chugged the jar of pickle juice, she would get 20 bucks. So, did you do it? Yeah. Did you get sick? <laughs> you made it through? No, there are players who drink pickle juice, guys. Oh god. No, that's that's a thing. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like Gatorade with extra salt in it. It was, it was a nice game, I would say. True. <laughs> I just hate pickles, so I can't imagine it, but you must have a stronger <laughs> stomach than I do. I <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, we don't want to keep you guys for too long, but we did hear that you guys, a couple of you guys are going to get to go uh, to Nat's Park as their guest. As um, and who, Who's excited about that one? Me. <laughs> are you guys, so are you guys going to get to go out on the field? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. You guys going to plan on uh, stealing the bats away from them and playing the game yourself? I plan on doing something. <laughs> doing something. Okay. Well, we really want to hear about what that turns out That's to be. We're really excited for you guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, well, thank you very much yeah. for uh, for spending some time with us. Thank you it was for having really us. And congratulations again on your win. And uh, look forward to cheering you on next year. Thank you. <laughs> Thank and, you. And we can find your uh, your team on Twitter, right? Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You want to okay. tell us what, what our listeners should uh, follow? 
uh, at DC Girls Baseball on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, you can go to our website, dcgirlsbaseball.com. Thank you Perfect. so much. We have two of the uh, women from the Women's Baseball Conference who coach them. Hi. Hi. How are you guys? We're doing great. You got to you got to meet some of our favorite little people in the world. <laughs> um, so, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves and what you do with the? Sure. So go ahead. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm Jen Hammonds, and uh, we play in the Eastern Women's Baseball Conference, which is an adult uh, recreational league. But we got to talk to Ava Vanash and the DC Girls Baseball Group. And we got involved and are super excited to be working with the girls. Um, we coach the 11U team, and this is Cody. Hi, how you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm one of, one of the players with the Eastern Women's Baseball Conference, and uh, Jen and I also coach a uh, a high school team in the area, Falls Church High School. We coach JV baseball with the boys there, so um, we uh, we just like to give back and give back to the kids, and this is this is. Uh, a great opportunity. We love it. We love coaching these girls. So when you play, what position do y'all play? <laughs> uh, mostly catcher, but it depends on who shows up. Today was pitcher. <laughs> Next week, we're all in. We'll just see who shows up. I'm kind of like the super utility. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how it's gone with me a lot, too. I, I play everywhere but, uh, but catch. Um, but uh, I, love, I love to pitch. I pitch some on our team and, and with our travel team and uh, first base, infield, anywhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> it just shows up that day, I guess. Um, you mentioned that you coach both boys and girls. What are some of the similarities and what are some of the differences that you've noticed when you're coaching? You know, it's, it's interesting with the girls because I think the one thing with this group in particular, because they don't have the opportunity to play with other girls frequently, they really take advantage of it. They're so happy to be on the field with other girls. This tournament in particular, um, their enthusiasm was contagious. They were ridiculously excited and happy. And to see them relax versus when they're playing with the guys, normally I think I saw a great quote on one of the articles that came out after the tournament where instead of just feeling like they're playing for themselves when they're playing with the guys, um, they feel like their play reflects their entire gender. There's just so much more pressure on them. Mm -hmm. um, so... I mean, that's one of the differences that I saw certainly with, with the girls was just how much they appreciated being on the field with each other. Yeah, and, and they're so willing to learn. They're so, uh, they're, they just soak in everything that you want to tell them. And, and uh, it, it, you, get, you get instant, they, they just get, you, they, they do it right away. I think it's, a, it's the most, of, most of what I've seen is that you, you show them something and they're, they're right on it. I guess in all fairness, we're comparing this to like JV boys. So... You know, yeah. that might not be a fair comparison to yeah. start with. You know, we have freshmen and sophomore boys who are, who are playing high school baseball for the first time. Um, but the, the one common denominator is they're kids that love to play, and at that level, they just want to play. And when they get out there, they're still little kids at heart. Um, they still take things personally. You know, it's, it's just a very different game. And uh, that article mentioned, you know, that, that there's about 100,000 girls who play youth baseball and about 1,000 girls who play high school baseball. Um, yeah. You know, so there's a, a big loss between those two, I guess, age levels. Um, do you think it's mostly girls going into softball because maybe there's more college prospects behind it or just leaving the game altogether? Um, I think probably for the more competitive, for, for, the, for the girls that are, that are really good um, and that have that opportunity to play in college, I think it's... Um, 
I think they get steered away by, by, by the chance of getting a scholarship. Mm -hmm. I think that could be, I think that could be one reason. Um, and um, I, I'm sure there's a lot that, that, that just won't even give them a chance, you know, that they just don't, they just don't feel like they get the chance to play baseball. So they, they, you know, they they get to a certain level. We've had a, we've had a few instances where, um, 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 in fact, the new coach, the, the coach that was just hired, he said he had a girl last year that um, that he thought could play that could play uh, JV baseball, and she wanted to play JV baseball, but it was like, you know what, I hate to. I, I hated not to, to pick her because her had to, but I just had to tell her I, you know, she can't play because girls don't play baseball in high school. Mm. So you know, I think there's that. I, I and 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 honestly, it, 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 it wasn't because he didn't. Um, he wouldn't. He, he felt like that that they had they deserved the chance. He just didn't really know that they could. Mm -hmm. I still think there's there's. That's a little level of, you know, just not knowing. Yeah. I think it's the assumption, and, and particularly the way that high school sports are even listed, the bulk of them will literally say boys baseball, girls yes. softball. Right. And that's the way the athletic directors list it. That's the way it's set up on the websites. And so I think um, there's a little lack of awareness on both sides, both in the coaching world, um, but then in terms of parents as well just not really seeing that as a viable opportunity. But I do think that's changing. Yeah. I think you're seeing a lot more girls – I mean, we got we got our opportunity to coach because the, the 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 varsity baseball coach, you know, saw us play baseball and saw us coach and 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 was impressed enough to to offer us a job. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I don't know otherwise that 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 you know we would have even gotten a job anywhere. I think that was probably I think we in a way we lucked into that one, don't you think? That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So because, I mean, I had applied at other positions. I had applied at other ones, at other, like, schools for baseball jobs and never got an interview at all. So you think there's even, you know, at the coaching level, that it's basically, if it's not officially, they're only going to hire a man. They're not going to necessarily call a woman back. Um, I think it's harder. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I stop short of always saying that, that you know, I'm, I, I'm disadvantaged from it because I feel like that, 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 um, I put myself out there enough and show what I do enough. And, um, um, you know, if my, if my skill level is not that of what, uh, another coach has, if they have more experience or whatever, you know, I totally understand that. I don't want to get a job just because I'm a woman, you know, <laughs> and I, I don't want to play on a, I don't want to play on a guy's baseball team just because I'm a woman. I want to play because I'm just as good as they are and they offer me fun. That's sort of where it's been for me, you know. I've, I'm lucky enough to, I'm lucky enough to be able to play. That that you know we're we're one of the guys a lot of times. What do you say, Jen? Yeah, it's definitely gotten to that point. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's intentional. I don't think it's some some kind of like conspiratorial effort. I just I think again it's just comes down to lack of awareness. So in, on that, like, do you feel that, you know, with, with things like this tournament and being able to coach these younger girls, they, they're coming into it maybe better prepared, like knowing that they can, they like, they have female coaches, they know that they can go and do this. And maybe that's a little bit more of, you said things are changing. Do you think this is my, helping push that change along? My, my hope is that it's going to raise awareness. 
mm -hmm. and trying to create a better environment where where they actually get a chance and they come out, you know, and, and it's baseball tryouts and they come out to try out, but it's just not automatically looked at like, oh, there's a girl. It's like, um, okay, here's everybody to try out. Let's see what everybody's got. Mm -hmm. and, and they're picked just like everybody else and they judge just like everybody else. And, you know, mm -hmm. they make the team. That's great. And um, um, I, I would like to. I would like to think there would be like opportunities for for girls baseball teams along the way, but I, I don't know where that's. I'm 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 more skeptical that that'll happen. If I, I think it, if it happens, there'll be more co-ed. There's, mm -hmm. there's certainly more stories. If you look at the headlines, even over the last 12 months, you see a lot, lot more stories about the U.S. women's national team players. Um, there's a couple of girls um, who are playing for the Sonoma Stompers. You, mm -hmm. you see more and more instances where I think you're getting some folks that are putting themselves out there and that are getting the opportunity to be judged just as ball players. Um, I hope for these girls they'll have more opportunities than that, and they certainly got a lot more organizational support than even say, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. So I think you know, there's, there's certain opportunities that will be there. The extent to which that develops, I'm not sure. Right? I'm not sure you're ever necessarily going to have the same type of professional team. Um, whether you have a women's team that's playing professionally, doing exhibition-type games. Um, I'm just curious to see where it goes. This yeah. is certainly the most groundswell yeah. that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, would I like to see it? I would love to see it. I would love to see it be, be where there's there's women's baseball, you know, just right there with, with guys, even, even, even to have a college level where there's men's baseball, women's baseball. You know, I, I don't know, but... Uh, but I think there's going to be a lot more opportunities for for women that want to play baseball, and they're going to have a lot more opportunities um, for uh, for training and getting better and um, and and being able to play at that level. You know, I think uh, I think what these girls are doing here is a is an amazing start because they're they're very very talented girls. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> And having a I, yeah, very vigorous basketball game <laughs> is what we can hear. They're, they're, just, they're just they're playing about they're being kids. Yeah. I mean, that's, just enjoy, it, the cool thing about this is we were talking about how many of these girls through this experience are really becoming kind of natural leaders. Um, mm -hmm. It's really see their confidence, their ability to kind of take charge of situations. The way even in game situations that they were talking to each other and picking each other up. We really need to watch. I'm I'm curious to see like what these girls do ten years from now because I think we're going to be hearing from some of them. Mm -hmm. I hope so. I hope so. We, we should be concerned. We were, we were hard to hear that there was oh, a pitcher that was shaking off signs. So. Oh my god. Yeah. It's so funny. Although Alice, what she didn't tell you is that she's unofficially known as the mayor because she pretty much takes over a room. Very nice. <laughs> small as wise, but she's she is a natural catcher. If there is such a thing as a natural catcher, <laughs> she, you know we we line up and she say, coach. What do you think about this? And I just kind of look at her like, "There's a ten-year-old who yeah. just kind of really—I don't know if I seriously acknowledge this or if I should just say, <laughs> not a team leader. go where you're supposed to go. Your coach told you to go there. Like, okay, fair enough.' So you know, same thing with Ellie. You know, you're here in the outfield, and she's just parroting kind of some of the stuff we went over in practice. So these these are some these are some pretty spunky girls. It's cool to see. Well, I hope I hope we do get to see a whole lot more of them in the uh, in the future. Um, yeah. We're 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 planning on uh, 
We're planning on staying with them and coaching them. Good. I'm glad it's it's good that there are people like you who can be there for them and you know. It'd be, it would be. I mean, we were talking about it. Their enthusiasm is contagious, and then just you know, they're they're so fun. It is probably the most rewarding coaching I think we've done to date. Oh, I mean, it's just absolutely. We had no idea what to expect, and it's been absolutely blown us away. And they're hilarious too. On top of everything, they're pretty darn funny. So. <laughs> yeah, they seem like a pretty fun group. Just like this is Eva. Um, Our fearless leader. I I just want to say that. Uh, Jen and Cody are remarkable. The rest of us, we're obligated. These are our kids. We have to do this. All right? We have to shuttle them around and do all this sort of stuff. But Jen and Cody come out here, and they give this love, attention, skill, coaching, guidance, everything they've got to these girls. And uh, the girls are absolutely crazy about them. Um, maybe because they never tell them that it's time to go to bed. Or <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, um, Jen and Cody have really adopted these girls as all their own. Um, and that goes for the entire Eastern Women's Baseball co Conference. Uh, you know, for there's Jen and Cody, but there's also Spencer and Jackie and Bonnie and just so many people, to uh, too many people to name who have given hours of their time coaching and just hanging out and talking to these girls, which really is remarkable. This, this comes, of course, from the woman whose uh, determination to make this happen has led to the snowballing yeah. effect, where yeah. suddenly there's, what, 25 girls now? Well, that's 20, just, that's just 25 girls and counting um, <laughs> that now have the opportunity to play baseball. So it's it's been very fortuitous for us to be involved. We're we're the ones that feel lucky for the opportunity, I'm telling you. This, this is really fun to watch. I can't wait to see what happens over the next 12, 18 months, two years. I mean, it's just, this is a pretty cool movement. And, and it seems, at least because the three of us really never played the game, I guess Laura is the more, most athletic of us. Um, and that's not saying much. Um, it's really not, is what I'm going to say. You know, it seems sort of as external observers, there's more opportunity, there's more awareness, you know, with the Trailblazer series, with, um, you know, uh, the, it was the Women's uh, World Baseball Classic or Women's World Series that was in, um, I'm just forgetting the name of the, the actual series. Laura, help me. The one um, that was in Korea earlier this year. Oh, the, um, the uh, Women's World Cup, right? Yeah, Women's World Cup. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I know it's one of these things. Um, but with that, and then as you said, the Sonoma Stompers and then Justine Siegel being so sort of vocal and involved, it just seems mm -hmm. like as external observers, um, you know, t who are not as, as intimately involved in the game, this is, you know, really just fantastic and a really good moment to have um, a group of... of players who, who are thinking seriously about baseball, you know, in, in college, in high school, in adulthood, um, and hopefully that that momentum carries forward, that they see sort of a, a career trajectory for themselves, um, you know, as baseball players, which is really, you know, wonderful to see. Um, and I will also note, we were at a fan fest last year, in last oh, yeah. December, and um, a little girl asked, uh, I think it was Max Scherzer and Tanner Roark, mm -hmm. if they thought that there were going to be women in the majors. And they both just went, yes, and it's not if, it's when. 
that's awesome. Um, and it was just, it was one of those things where it was just totally like, they, they didn't sort of talk around the issues. So hopefully, you know, that's something that the players now also have support for, because I think that's yeah. equally important to keeping sort of kids in, in the game and seeing, okay, I could play at these various other levels. I believe this was also a little girl in full Nationals uniform. Yes. Oh, that's which, awesome. I mean, how do you say no in that <laughs> setting, honestly? You just can't. But they, they were very like clear, like, oh, yeah, no, this is going to happen. Um, and it's probably going to happen pretty soon, um, which, was, which, which was, again, just good to, as because we know, you know, well, Monet Davis is already playing a different sport. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, that you can be the top <laughs> in your sport, and, and if there's no clear path, then there's no clear path, mm -hmm. um, but hopefully, you know, there's a there's a clear path for for the little girls we just talked to. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can I can tell you from just being um, coaching, being a coach at the Trailblazer series that that they were really pushing that there are those opportunities there. Um, if if not playing, coaching, scouts, being an exec, being an executive in the and there they they were. It, it wasn't just about playing. We had there was like little seminars and, and speeches and talks all about how how uh, the the women can could get involved in baseball. So they were really it it, it was Major League Baseball really did a great job in, in focusing on that and and touting that there are opportunities out there. It, it That's made, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you very guys yeah. very much for joining us. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you guys for taking an interest yeah. in the girls and telling more. Hopefully, it'll help us Any 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 publicity like this is, you know, we're 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 hoping everybody, you know, there'll be more girls that are there this and say, I want to play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go find that girl from Nats Fest. Yeah, uh, clearly there are girls oh, yeah. out there in the area that we haven't found yet. So. Yeah. Well, if she's yeah, listening she or if her parents little. are listening, um, you know, there is opportunity for girls in baseball. I bet you see her in a year or two. She was still pretty little. Yeah. She's still pretty little. All right, fair enough. Well, we'll keep our eyes on the radar. And, and I'm also being nudged by um, our more media savvy uh, support group here that I should give you the website for uh, our women's league, which yes, please. Um, lists a lot of national events. So it's uh, easternwomensbaseball.org. That's easternwomensbaseball.org. Um, and you can find not only the stuff it gives you information on our league, which I believe is the longest uh, existing women's league in the United States. We're, um, we've been around for over 25 years. And um, you'll see some stuff about our tournament team, and that gives you a lead on kind of some of the national tournaments that are going on. And if you want to get a kind of pulse for where the adult women's uh, baseball world is, that'll, that'll give you a little window. That, yeah, that's definitely good to have. So we will make sure to uh, spread that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Shamelessly plugging our... Our own and, 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 and you said you've never played baseball too, so yeah, all are welcome. All the ages and abilities, yeah, we have. We take one, we take all. <laughs> but yeah, we really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank very you much. for coming. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, that was a really good conversation that we got to and I think, I mean, I think there's a lot of good stuff to be learned from talking to them directly. And I'm really glad that we got the opportunity to do that. And I want to thank them again from all of us for coming on. And as they were being very media savvy, I will give the plugs for them again. DC Girls Baseball on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And 
Eastern Women's Baseball Org. And now I got to be media savvy for us, which I'm less good at than they are. Um, so I actually have the Twitter handle for the Eastern Women's Baseball Conference if you want that. Oh, please give it. Um, so it's at EWBC underscore baseball on Twitter. And they're also at easternwomensbaseball.org. Okay. Yeah, I'll throw that in the show notes. Great. Yeah. Um, and then so we've got our, our, I guess before we get to ours, we got, we got one more shared media savviness, queer fancy stats. Ah, uh, yes. So this, this month's queer fancy stats total. Um, and for those who are not aware, if we have any new listeners out there, this is an initiative started by Jen Rubenstein, which donates money to DC area LGBTQ organizations based on Daniel Murphy's batting statistics. Um, so the August total as of today, which is the 20th, is $19.57. Um, and we've got a little bit of August left to go, so that's probably going to rack up a little more by the time the month is over. All right. Good, good, good. Um, love money for that stuff. And then our own personal our own personal stuff. Uh, we're on Twitter, Resting Pitch Face with no G. We have a website, restingpitchface.com. And on that website, you can find things including our Zazzle store for Resting Pitch Face merch and possibly coming soon, the Cats of Resting Pitch Face, uh, <laughs> for those of you who might be interested in that. Um, you can contact us there or at our Gmail, restingpitchface at gmail.com. And as always, please subscribe to us on iTunes when and if possible. And if you've got an extra couple minutes, give us a rating or a review or however that works. Um, Cause that kind of, that does, that stuff helps us kind of grow. So uh, I, so for, with that, I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. And we're going to let the girls say, let's go Nets. Please come back Tyler. Not the same since you went away We really miss your eyewear And the way you confused that is at the plate There's a seat for you right next to Drew And we need you to pitch the aid Besides there's no other team Uses chocolate sauce to celebrate